Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Stylist, your host here on Hairstylist Podcast Radio. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Want to be a guest? Just message me. The show is for hairstylists that want to empower and change the world with their voice. We discuss triumphs, tragedy, stories of inspiration, how to earn six figures, how they got started, and more. Like, share, and subscribe today. Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have an exciting guest, Michelle Golden. Michelle is not only an entrepreneur, a wife, a mother of an almost 15-year-old. Imagine having a job, having a home, having a 15-year-old, having all kinds of stuff go on in your life, be an entrepreneur, be a salon owner, and that's just a short list of all the stuff that Michelle does. So later in the interview, you're going to find out so much more. So stay tuned. Say hi to everyone. Hello. How are you? So Michelle, this is your first time on a podcast, correct? It is, yes. Wow. So it must be exciting. For you. I am very excited. Yeah, so, so it's different. And Michelle is one of those people that I saw on Facebook and I kind of always wanted to get to know because there's always the people you see that are like a mini celebrity. They always comment. They always post. You always see their stuff and you're thinking, wow, I'd really like to meet that person. So now I get the privilege of meeting the Michelle Golden here today. So I want to say thank you, Michelle, for joining us here on the Hairstylist Podcast. So we're going to jump in by having you tell a little bit about your story to our audience. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have been a hairstylist since 2007. Um, I was working in Ames, Iowa, which is about 30 minutes uh, north of where I'm currently working at. I was there for um, exactly 11 years or well, just over 11 years. Um, and I have recently moved to Ankeny, Iowa, where I'm renting a salon suite. Um, and uh, the salon suite's didn't necessarily um, become very popular until about probably three to five years ago over here. Um, they were really popular like West Coast, East Coast, and they've slowly been coming to the central part of the United States. So um, yeah, I've, I've been here exactly a month and I absolutely love it. It's more one-on-one -on -one with the client and I love just the peace and quiet of it and I can actually connect better with my clients. So. Wow. So there must be, a, that must be like an amazing change, especially only being there a month. What made you think, okay, I'm working at a, behind a chair somewhere else. Yep. Then what made your brain think I should go into a salon suite? Yeah. So I've only been on my own independently for the last five years. Um, and I've been at a few salons and the last few salons, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, they always kind of want to control you, even though you're booth rent, they still want to kind of control you. Yes. And I just got to that point in my life where um, I wanted to be in control of my business. I wanted to run the things I wanted to run the way I wanted mm -hmm. to run them. Um, I've been working with a business coach this last, um, probably since March or April, Britt Siva, and she's really opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. Lots of light bulb moments. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love, love Brit. So Brit, if you're yes. listening, hey, I love you. You, <laughs> yeah. No, she's really great. And with Thriver Society, yes. I think it's one definite thing that you would recommend too that people yeah. should join if they do anything in their lives. 
for their business, yes. that's the one thing that's worth the investment. Yes, it definitely. It has, oh my gosh, it was almost shortly after I started doing all the modules that she helps us do, it was almost instant. And now that I am in a new location, mm -hmm. I'm using those same techniques that were working for me in my other city. Mm -hmm. Now I'm putting them to the test as well here. And it's, I've already gotten five new clients since I've been here. Wow. So it does work. It really does work. And she's so worth the money. So, mm -hmm. And it does, it does make a difference. And you know, like anything, it doesn't happen overnight. And especially yep. being in a new city, starting out all over again, right? Because some, some clients may follow you and some, they're yep. just, I really love your work, but you're just too far. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's almost yep. like starting everything again. And now a new area, did you have to like adjust your price list? Did you keep the same price list? Um, do you do it differently because now you're in a kind of a different location? Yeah. Um, so in August, I raised my prices. I hadn't had a price increase for three years. Um, and that's one of the um, her, uh, Brit Siva's Thriver Society's modules was raising your prices. Mm -hmm. And she shows you how to do it. You know, it's based off of the medium income for mm -hmm. your area. So I actually had just raised them in August. So I kept those when I moved here. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, I feel like I'm getting a better clientele or a higher end clientele. Um, with Brit's Thriver Society, she teaches you how to market to your target market. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have a bunch of high school or college kids because they're broke. They only come once a year and they're using their student loan money. I want that whole family. I want um, the professionals that are set in their career and they have that income that can support their getting their hair done every however many weeks they come in. Yeah, so. exactly. And you hit it right on the head. You actually need to know, and this is what a lot of hairstylists don't know, is you have to really define what your avatar looks like. So your avatar yep. is what type of client is this? Is this person 35 to 50? They make $50,000 a year. They like this type of service. So then when you're really catering to those, because people are like, well, I do everyone. Well, that's yeah. fine. But when you do everyone, because I don't believe that hairstylists should discount themselves. Because as soon as you do, you're saying, whatever I'm already charging, I'm not worth. So yeah. I'll just give you a discount. You're far better giving a free service than you are giving a discounted service. Like yeah. say if somebody comes on a regular basis all the time, Maybe you do aesthetics there. You offer brow waxing or, or something. You could say, okay, you've been coming a long time. I'd like to introduce you to, you know, have a free brow wax just to say thank you. Well, the good yeah. way with that is when they come back, they're like, hey, I want to book my brows as well. So even yeah. though you're giving something away for free, it could be an ongoing. Or it could be if you don't do any aesthetics, it could be a, you know, a deep treatment or something like that. That's a benefit for them that you would normally charge because unfortunately a lot of us, being hairstylists, we don't charge for a lot of stuff that we should, you know, and if you list everything, it's like, well, they really need a deep conditioner. They really need the, the, the Olaplex. They really need this, but people don't charge. And then, yep. so at the end, then people are like, well, you know, it only costs, and it's like, and it's, well, why are my costs going up? It's because we're giving so much away for free. You and know what I mean? Huge light bulb moment, huge light bulb. 
of because mm -hmm. I was exact that's exactly what I was doing because all the other salons that I was renting a booth from mm -hmm. they wanted me to keep my prices lower and uh, I was like okay I'll just you know not charge you for your brow wax today mm -hmm. or whatever and then when you put down on paper and you look at it and like see how much money you're giving away to people mm -hmm. it, it, it's a huge like oh my god why am i doing this you know and i'm um the breadwinner of my family so for me when i raised my prices in august it was all my business income all my personal or all my business expenses all my personal expenses and i was there's times where i wasn't even paying myself mm -hmm. and so for me being the breadwinner, I had to step back and look and say, look, I have to take care of my family. I have a business to run. It's nothing personal. This is just how I have to run my business. So. Exactly. And, and they can't expect that, you know, what, what people hairstylists charged 20 years ago is what they pay now. And you're right. You have to look, you have to get that eye opening moment that says, this is what I need to pay every month. So this is what I need to cover. And I yep. know a lot in groups, and you've probably seen in groups, people are like, what do you charge for this? What do you yep. charge for that? But really, I think it depends. Like what I charge and what you charge should be two different things because my experience is different than your experience. Yep. My location is different than your, your location. What yep. I have to pay for overhead may be different than what you pay for overhead. So you can't say, well, I charge this much for a haircut. I charge $5 for a haircut or I charge $1,500 for a haircut. You know what I mean? There's such a wide range that that's the biggest question. And I, I think people really should stop asking what other people charge and know what you need to cover your expenses plus what education you, you, know, you do. Because if yeah. somebody has education, they're just out of school and somebody has education and they've gone to Vidal Sassoon's and they've kept up all the stuff and they're celebrity stylist and they're this and they're that their pricing is going to be different because their clientele is going to be different. Exactly. Um, yep. And that's probably always the toughest thing. And I think, so did your clients react when you changed your prices? Cause it's been um, three years. Yeah, it has been three years. I did have a few that were like, okay, that's not in my budget. Mm -hmm. Um, me, because I do love my clients, I tried to work with them. So <laughs> if, they were down for let's say a full highlight but it wasn't in their budget i would say yeah. okay this is what i can do we can do a partial highlight this is mm -hmm. how much it will cost and i would say probably nine out of ten times they were like oh oh my god that's awesome let's yeah. do that mm -hmm. um and so you know and when you do want to work with your clients because you do want them to have great hair and they have been, you know, I've had some that are still with me since cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. And so you do want to take care of them. And so I started doing a referral program where if they refer a friend, they get $10 off their next mm -hmm. service and that new client gets a $10 off as well. So it's a win-win for both. Um, and so, yeah, you really have to, you have to make them, um, like, how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. You have to yeah. not necessarily cater to them, but also show them that you do care about them and you aren't in it just to no. make a ton of money from them, but you also want to support yourself too. Exactly. So, and I think, I think clients need to know that, yes, we do have expenses. Yes, we do loving, we do love doing hair, but yes, we can't do it for free. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think that should go for friends. It should go for, because they should invest you in you as a business and not just because you do it. Then, Hey, come over to my place Friday night, bring a bottle of wine and you can just cut my hair. Or do I my highlights? My family, so yeah. my, my own family doesn't even get a discount. No, and so. it's a business. It's a business. Well, I don't charge my mom. <laughs> Ooh, mean, mean. <laughs> no, but there, there's a lot of things, and and saying you hit on another point where a referral program, I think, is one of those things that's underrated that people don't use that can really mm-hmm. help kind of build your business and yeah. get you new clients, and also they get the perks as well. Um, another option is, you know, instead of the dollar amount, you could offer a percentage. So say you give 10% for every time. As soon as they give you 10 people, they have 100% of what their normal service is. And yep. that's another way of doing it too. So if they like, I need a haircut, okay, you get 10% every time you bring somebody in. As soon as you have 10 of those, you get a free one. Perfect. Yeah. And that, that's an easier way to do it too. Then you don't have to keep track of money. But then, as I say, or they could put it towards another service. Some people use it for product or service, um, yep. that, that sort of thing as well. Um, but I think it's tough, number one, like having, having a salon, but even having a salon suite, but maybe even being female and being a female entrepreneur. So do you, have you found that's affected you at all with your friends, family, or anything, or are they very supportive? Um, I have always my whole life, whether I was a youngster to even just recently before I moved to my new location where I've had teachers and coworkers and friends that said, you're never going to mount anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably, oh gosh, I was probably, well, my daughter would have been three when I started cosmetology school. Okay. So when probably two. I had one of those aha moments where I wanted something for my life. And so my philosophy is failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to do to make my goals? Where do I want to be in five to 10 years? And what do I need to do to do that? And so for me, it was a even though I had those people in my life in the past saying that you're never going to amount to anything, you're not good enough, all those little, you know, voices, I had to prove them wrong. And for me to be a hairstylist after 11 years, I've been supporting my family for 11 years on my income. Yeah, we had hard times and tough times where I was slow and I wasn't making money or whatever, but we got through it. And you have to, you just have to keep at it. You have mm-hmm. to, keep telling yourself you are good enough and those bullies or people that are telling you whatever they're telling you, they're not true. You are in control of your own life. So that's where I've, why I did what I did is mm-hmm. I am in control of my business. I'm in control of my life. So. Exactly. And I think it happens to the majority of us, you know, even myself, I work for somebody, I was the major breadwinner in that salon so when I wanted to leave, do my own thing, they're like, you're never going to make it. I made you. Now this yep. person, their shop is closed. <laughs> yep. And I became a celebrity hairstylist. So, <laughs> so you can't, but you're always going to get that. You're always going to get even friends, family sometimes do it. That people, they, they're almost jealous. I don't know if it's jealous of your success, but they don't want to do what you did to get there. Like yeah. you put 11 years in to get where you are now where, yeah. but I think some people will put you down in order to bring themselves up. But instead of, of 
you know, helping each other. And that's why with a lot of these hairstylist communities and a lot of these groups, which will, you have one we'll talk about a little bit later, um, that, you know, all you see is somebody posts their work and then somebody says, oh, I could have did better. Oh, that's, how do you know that wasn't the best thing that that person has ever done? And they're feeling like great about themselves because they're like, wow, I finally conquered this. And all somebody says is, oh, or made some kind of rude comment or, you know, something like that. I, I don't post a lot of my own work because I don't need to. I don't need the judgment. I don't need, not that it matters whether people like my work or whether they don't. Obviously, it's with the client. As long as you make the client, like you said, feel beautiful, you know, be empowered, that sort of thing. That's our job because we're not only hairstylists. We're also psychologists. We're oh, also God. like, you know, a free bartender. We're also a free, you know, we're, we're cheaper than a shrink. We're like, we're so many things that we do for people that a lot of people don't realize. And that's why within our community too, you know, it's about having harmony in our community and our group. So what we'll do is now you have a, a group on Facebook. I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's uh, awesome ideas for hairstylists to help build their business. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started it, the reason why I did was because there is no, um, a lot of times there's people that knock you down and you want that support system of, okay, I'm slow. What can I do? And so there's so many different ideas on that group. Um, and there's so many different, I can't remember how, what the last count was for, um, uh, members, but, um, everybody posts their stuff. Then, um, I've posted, Hey, I just made this. I'm posting it on my social media. This is my reaction that I got to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've just recently learned how to do a lot of that social media, um, using the Thriver Society and what to post, when to post and the, um, engagement and how to engage with your clients or your potential potential clients. And mm -hmm. so um, I just love to share that with other stylists because there isn't that um, uh, like fallback of somebody mm -hmm. saying, Oh, don't do that. That's never going to work. But if somebody gets, sees an idea that I post or somebody else posts then and they use it and they get really good feedback from it or they get a new client from it that just is awesome and that's what we should be doing is should we lifting people up not tearing them down and making them feel super small and it's exactly and i think that's the toughest thing is is like social media like you say what to post when to post or say hey can people help me and give yeah. like some constructive so can yep. people just join your group and then they kind yeah. of just just post what's yep. the regular kind of content you have what's well, number one what's the address so we know you're on facebook so is it um, facebook.com slash and then what's the name after that um well let me put up real quick <laughs> okay awesome yeah. yeah awesome ideas for hairstyles to help and grow their business so. that's the whole title wow yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, you can't forget that one, but we'll make sure we have it at the, the bottom of this video here. So as I say, with the Hairstyles Empowerment podcast, we do an auto recording, plus we do a video recording as well. So with this, you'll, you'll see it online on 10 different platforms, plus it's on Siri, soon to be on Google Home and two other uh, car radio stations, or you can visit uh, B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist on Facebook. 
not Facebook, but you can on Facebook, but you can also do it on the uh, YouTube and I'm there. Plus we have the empowerment hairstylist empowerment podcast also on Facebook as well. So with your group, so is it pretty easy to join? Um, yes. Are there any questions you have to answer or you can um, just join and. Yeah. The only question is, is if you're, it'll say, are you a hairstylist and you know, read the rules and be nice to everybody. And, Mm -hmm. And that thing. So, um, you know, when I first started it, we were getting kind of weird people trying to join that weren't hairstylists. And no. so we do screen it a little bit. Um, I have a couple other admins. And so sometimes it mm -hmm. takes a day just to, you know, get you approved because we're all, you know, busy uh, working. And of course. And you have to have people there and you're one person and you can't catch yeah. everything. If you're working yeah. behind the chair, you don't have time to be on your group all day long to see what gets, you know, exactly. what, what gets. Yep. posted and, and that kind of stuff. So when you started the group, did you ever think it would grow to the number it is now? No, I didn't, no. honestly. And I, when I first started, I just added all the hairstyles that I was friends with on Facebook and it mm -hmm. just slowly grew from there. Um, now it has uh, just over 3,000 members. So that's wow. super cool. Wow. Yeah. So when did you start that group? Um, gosh, probably a couple years ago. Okay. So not yeah. like anything recent. No, but, but, but your growth, your, your growth is really yeah. good because I think the toughest thing is not only attracting, but it's also keeping. So it's almost like clients. You have to have content that people want to see in order for them to stay. So obviously with the over 3000 people you have, they want to stay for the content that you're showing. Yes, right? exactly. Yep. Or obviously it would have probably dwindled down to... <laughs> You know, am I, am I the only one here <laughs> type, type of, you know, type of thing as well. But we also talked about something too, that's kind of near and dear to your heart. So I'll kind of let you um, tell our audience a little bit about that. We'll see if people too can relate. So make sure if you're listening and this um, has impact on you, you can always write comment below this video or send in uh, your comments to the, the station as well. Yeah. Um, so I have a family member that, um, transitioned and it's very close to my heart just because of that, you know, she came up to me and was like, how do I get my hair to grow? Um, and so I walked her through each step. Okay. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. It's not going to happen overnight. And now her hair is down the middle of her back and it took us five years to get there, but we got there. Um, and so now that I am in my salon suite, I feel like I can actually help more people that are in the same situation. When I was in Ames, I, ha I had a few clients and um, hopefully they'll follow me when they're ready and everything. And so. Because I think um, that, that must be the tough thing too, is number one, going into a salon and then, you know, feeling not comfortable. Yep. Yeah. And having that connection, you know, I, my few clients that I had, you know, they would, would tell me their story and it would just break my heart because I just can't, I just don't understand how people can be that mean or, or whatever, you know? And, um, so now that I am in a salon suite, it can be more personal and I can help them along, you know, because we are somebody that in someone's life, if they're going through a bad time or need just that person to listen to, we can help them. And so I feel like 
for me as a stylist, I can now do that even more um, because there are people out there that have, you know, their own opinions and that's totally cool and they may not agree with it, but there's no reason why a client that wants to come get their hair done should have to mm -hmm. feel secluded so, so or um, bad because of what they're doing. So exactly and i think we've all felt the you know about being an outcast or not fitting in or you know what i mean but but i don't think you all you're always meant to why there's a saying too which i also believe why fit in when you're meant to stand out right exactly. and we're always trying to fit in to fit in to fit in but we all have our own unique personalities and i think too you, with you having your your independent suite is that it allows you now to have an environment where people can feel safe, feel comfortable. Um, you can help them through their transition of whichever way they're going. Um, exactly. And then it's done in a nice, um, like, personal manner that, that you know you have their best interest. You're not there to judge. You're not there to. And that's one thing as hairstylists, I think that because we're about the person, yeah. you know, it's, we should be the last person to comment to yeah. to make judgment to um you know do any of that stuff because i know here in toronto canada we have one of the biggest pride parades there are in the world we have thousands and thousands of people that come you know what i mean and i think people are people first labels are second right because we're, we're yeah. not born with a label it's a label that society gives you yep exactly. you know what i mean and we only have labels because people say you have to have one Yep. <laughs> you can't be and just I Michelle. I can't be just Brad, but it has to be something else on there with it. Exactly. You know? Yep. And when I told my sister, I said, you know what? I may not understand it at first, but by golly, you're going to have the best dang hair in the family. So yeah, well, look how long it is. Holy <laughs> yeah, cow. I know it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's nice going through that transition because to say, like you say, we're shrinks, we're this, we're that. Um, and that's the thing with going through somebody's, um, journey you can understand it now when you get another client who's on that journey and you already understand because it's close to home for you yeah. where you're there and you really don't have an idea of what to ask what to say how to address like all that kind of stuff and and then it's just weird and uncomfortable but at least with your shop then you can promote as you know a friendly safe environment that they can go that you can come and see me. You don't have to worry about, you can just be yourself, whoever exactly. that is. Yep, exactly. And that, and you should be able to just be yourself and live your life the way you want to. So, yep. And exactly. And I think that's the one is big things. I think we deal with too, even, even um, with hairstylists, even in their own communities. I know we're hitting on a lot of stuff today, but it's just all coming out. I don't know where it's coming from. It must be you. You're just bringing it all. Just bring oh, it all yeah. out. But there's, but, I mean, but we deal with, with bullies. We, we deal yes. with feeling like we're an outcast. We feel with, we're, that we're not invited to sometimes the groups that are supposed to be inclusive aren't. Yep. So if you're not the exact what we're looking for, then, you know, okay, it's nice seeing you. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, but there are a lot of great people in the hair community. There are a lot of people in the beauty world. There are a lot of people that do, you know, stand up for rights that are there, that are loving, that are accepting, that are, you know, so I'd say, you know, a shout out, scissors salute to those 
you know, people who do really care about other people because we all came from somewhere and we all need to, you know, we all, we all need to connect. We all need to be part of something greater, I think, in order to, to have change, you know, exactly. Yep. Uh, so with, so the ideas, <coughs> sorry, my brain, I'm, I'm doing the show. It's like, I know a lot of people think, wow, this guy's great. But like my last episode, I had a migraine. This, this one I have, a, I have a, it's don't, don't feel sorry for me, but as I say, the show must go on. And I think there's always a story that needs to be told. And there's wonderful people here like Michelle, who has a great story, who's done it, who is an entrepreneur, who can probably help other people. Look what she's doing now with her awesome ideas for hairstylists, you know, as well to help you with marketing, to help you with all that kind of stuff. So if you don't, if you're not already on her group, I suggest you join. She said it takes about a day, but somebody will get to you and get you into the group. Don't be afraid to like share your ideas because maybe you can help someone if she posts her thing and i post my thing we're in two totally different locations so somebody yeah. can say i saw that ad somewhere it's about taking that idea and kind of branding it and making it your own correct exactly yep oh yeah definitely so it's nicer to um be part of something and as i say obviously they have to scan so you know, with, with, with good reason, because say with having groups, you want to know who's in there. You want to yeah. make sure somebody isn't being nasty about somebody else's work, that nope. people are contributing and being active members in the, in the group as well, uh, yeah. sort of, sort of thing. So when you were growing up, what made you want to become a hairstylist? Actually, it's kind of a funny story. So when I graduated high school, I went for computer programming. Oh, because yeah. it's uh, along the same lines. Exactly. Yep. Like um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, my senior year, the counselor was like, what are you going to do? I don't know. You know, like, I have no idea. And so uh, at the time, I liked video games and computer and technology and so I went to a local community college and I did about uh, maybe a year or so of there and decided, oh, this is not what I want. Um, I can't see myself sitting at a computer all day long. Um, and so I took some time off and I actually um, then had my daughter a couple years later and I was working at a local restaurant waiting tables and you know, with the trays and everything, your shoulder hurts and all that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to do something like this is great, but I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And one of the girls that I worked with, she was, I was always giving her uh, like neck massages because of mm -hmm. our, our neck and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, you need to do massage therapy. You would be so good at this. And so <laughs> one day I went to the school and yeah signed up and the lady at the office was like, well, our massage therapy class is full, but we're opening another hairstylist um, class. It's only going to be about 10 of you. Would you be interested? And I'm like, uh, no, like yeah. I know nothing about hair. I use a yeah. box color and my mom <laughs> always cut my hair for me. So yes. I have nothing. Mm. And the first time I did someone's hair, I was hooked. I thought I was going to get sick but I was hooked. Yes. And so, and now 11 years and yeah. I, I love it. it. I can still be a mom, but I can have a career and I can, you know, help mm -hmm. people out and make them feel and look 
beautiful. So yeah, it's been awesome. Exactly. So do you remember the very first person, the very first client at school you ever did? I do. And she <laughs> comes to me, Jessica. Oh, really? Yep. She wow. was my model for a lot of things. Yeah. And okay. yeah, so it's crazy. And I used to work with her at the restaurant. So, okay. we've so you, like already, you already knew her. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yep. It's awesome. <laughs> No, I guess when we all think back and it's like, okay, who was that first person we had? Who was that people that followed us? You know, obviously, well, most times in school, it's a lot of older clientele. Usually, yep. I'm not sure with your hairdressing schools, but up here, we have a lot of young kids and older clientele normally uh, that, that come in. And, and uh, you know, when you kind of think back of those days and, and just going through, so now, what about when your, as I say, your your child now is almost fifteen, yes. so, and you've been doing hair eleven. So, how did you kind of think to balance that when, you know, having a hair career and then also being a mom as well? Yeah. So, you know, the first probably three to four years, it was I worked nights and I worked weekends, and I didn't necessarily have that family life balance. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Luck, I was very lucky to have a husband that supported me in everything. And so we actually kind of switched roles. Um, and so he stayed home and took care of our daughter and I worked and went to school. And then once I was out of school, um, we kind of talked about him going back to work, but that's when the economy kind of mm -hmm. went not so fun. And so it was better to have one of us stay home and take care of her than putting her through daycare and uh, yes. thousands of dollars. And so, um, and it just worked out. Hey, I'm very spoiled. I have a husband that cooks and cleans and takes care of my daughter. Mm. I come home, the house is clean. I have food on the table. So I'm, I'm pretty spoiled. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're going to have a list after this show of people messaging you to, to lend them out. To to him him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to write his own book and say, this is how to have a successful, happy marriage. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it just worked really well. And, you know, over the course of, you know, over 11 years, you know, last year was my first year where I reached a hundred thousand in sales. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a huge goal and a huge, like, yay. Yes. So, um, you know, I just keep progressively growing this year. My, um, I'm on track to making my goal, even though I have changed locations, I'm still yes. on track, which is awesome. Um, and so as long, my biggest thing was the support system, my husband and, and now my almost 15 year old mom or honey, just go do it. We'll do what makes you happy. And yep. you know, everything will fall into place. If you have faith, then you just keep working really hard and not give up. So. And I think that's what it is. A lot of it's perseverance. A lot of it's faith. A lot of it is, you know, just having that drive because you know, it doesn't always just come to you yeah, <laughs> without, exactly. without any effort. Yep. You know I mean, yeah. it's not like you woke up one day, I'm going to be a fabulous hairstylist and I'm going to make tons of money and do nothing because I'm so wonderful. People will just flock to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. You know, sort of thing. So with the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast, we always like our guests to impart some wisdom. So what would be some advice, some wisdom or a story you would like to share with our audience um, about empowerment? 
to be empowerment, your empowerment, you know, whatever kind of just, just to kind of inspire. Cause you never know what to say. Best thing is not to think about it. And you just kind of share whatever, cause you never know. And somebody will say that Michelle, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Like, um, you know, on, and I was actually thinking about this this morning on my way to work. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's kind of a number of things. Um, your support system, even if it's just a be best friend that you can bounce ideas off of, or somebody that um, can tell you, yes, Michelle, or yes, whoever, you are on the right track and keep going and don't, don't let anything discourage you. And education is huge. Like, I take so many classes every year, no matter if I need the con ed or not. Um, I feel like that sets me apart a little bit, keeps me up to date to where if somebody comes in and asks for a specific color, I can say, yes, I know how to do that. Um, and just keep working. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Um, and if you are able to work with something such as the Thriver Society, I know I keep talking about grit, but she has helped me so much that I can do what I want to do. And I can reach my goals because I have that her as a support as well. And all the I, things that she's taught me just in this last however many months that I've been doing it have been light bulb moments, like even just with social media, like learning how to take pictures and what to post and how to post and all that stuff. Like that wasn't like that, you know, in 2007, when I first started doing hair, I wasn't on Facebook in 2007. And so um, to learn little things like that and keep growing as a stylist, as a person even, um, is just huge. Just, you gotta just mm. keep going. And, but you're exactly <laughs> right. The, you know, you can't always just be a good hairstylist anymore, or even a great hairstylist, you have to be a salon owner. You have to be a photographer. You have to be a social media expert. You have to be, you know, a blogger. You have to be, you know, everything. So it's not just like it used to be anymore because now a lot of people can see other people's, you know, work online. And because there's so many different platforms now, it's tough just to be a good stylist. And education really is, is the key which I'd like to invite you. I don't know if you've heard, we're doing the Flip Your Wig Summit at Sea. So it's October 12th to 19th, where we're going to be, you know, on the high seas. So you can go to facebook.com um, uh, forward slash summit at sea, check it out. And then we're going to have everybody, the community of people for seven nights, eight days. It, it's going to be, it's going to be totally, totally incredible. And That's if you awesome. want to check, yeah, and I'd love to see you actually in person. See, that's a nice thing that I like about these events is that now everybody that we see in the communities online, we can actually see in person. So exactly. it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because now, right now, we have um, – I don't want to go on to – because people are like, oh, there's a sales pitch. It's not <laughs> a sales pitch. It's just – it's amazing at what it is. We've got everybody really good deals. We have balcony cabins where you get your gratuities paid, you get your port taxes, government taxes, um, you get a, a free bottle of wine, you get um, uh, a meal for two at Jamie Oliver's Italian. You get, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that we have. Um, just to get everybody in. Plus there's going to be 
tons of amazing education. So we're really kind of leveling it up where it's going to take you from the, where you are now, but it'll show you how to do all the social media stuff. It'll show you how to be a celebrity stylist. It'll be, show you how to get a star studded clientele. You know what I mean? And we have the top, top professional educators in their field. So for people that want to learn and they want something more than just what's out there, this is a great way to be in a community, be part of it. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll even have you speak. <laughs> awesome. That would be you know? super cool. Yeah. So it's a nice way for people to kind of get out there, share their stories. And that's one thing I always love from this is that whenever you do an event like this, the memories and the friendships that you get from it, they last literally a lifetime because, and two, it's, you bond so much more. Um, you know, say even if you have your, your awesome ideas for hairstylist group, if they came on some of those, they actually get to meet you. It's like, yeah. wow, it's Michelle Golden. And then now you actually get to see the people that are in your group. Yeah. Right. Which is even so much, so much better. And the same with, with having the, the story as well, that's near, near your heart. Let's say one thing I did do is, um, hairstylist of hope, same facebook.com slash forward slash hairstylist of hope, where it is sensitive sensitivity training for people transitioning and us as hairstylists, what we can do, but it's also the other things as well, because we deal with people on so many levels I think that's one thing that they don't teach in school. Oh, because yeah. I, I think when you went to school, they didn't teach you some of the things you know now. It exactly. wasn't part of your curriculum that says, yeah. you know, we're going to help you with a gender identity and how to deal with that and how to, if you get a client that, you know, and I don't like the word different because nobody's really different. They're just themselves. Right. Right. Because yep. by saying different, it means they don't fit into whatever the, you know, the norm is, but who's to say what, you know, what that norm <laughs> yeah, is exactly. um, yeah. sort of thing. Well, I could talk to you like forever, and I'm sure we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. again and again because you're so easy to talk to, and that's that's what it is. You have so much wisdom. I just love your story, um, but we'll have you on again. So if you love Michelle, make sure to write in, make sure to comment, whatever platform you kind of see this on, whether you see it on. Um, YouTube, whether you see it on Facebook, whether you see it on the many different platforms that you listen to, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, I'm sure Michelle would love to hear some feedback and, and her, her tribe would love to hear this too. So her family and, and she probably can't wait until this airs. I know, you know. I'm so excited. And you'll be like, oh, it's me. And then, <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, yes, <laughs> I am a celebrity. <laughs> so I want to say thank you, Michelle, for joining us today. Thank and, you. And so I thank you all for listening. I welcome you to stay tuned, subscribe, like, share, and we'll see you next time.